We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 77 of Married Millennials. It is officially fall. Autumn is upon us. The air is crisp. There are orange things everywhere. <laughs> is that why you're wearing I that pu- shirt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you purposely put on an autumn colored shirt to yes. celebrate fall. Yes. 100%. I, this is I your favorite season, isn't it? Yes. It, ever since I've been an adult. When I was younger, I loved summer. But now I just, I love fall. There's something festive about it without the pressure, right? Like my hol- the holiday season, all the seasons I loved when I was a kid, it's not that I don't love them anymore. I used to love the holiday season, but there was no stress involved. Now, <laughs> the holidays are just really stressful. So it's, you know, I enjoy the decor, the music and all of that. But it's, you know, you're running around trying to get gifts. You're going to a party every weekend, which I mean, these are first world problems, let's be honest. But they're not as enjoyable. Whereas I feel like, Fall is still pretty festive, but there's no pressure. <laughs> no, I, I, you can just I, enjoy it. I hear you on that. I, I like the fall because it's a transition from just complete heat. Yeah. And I like wearing fall clothes. Mm-hmm. Granted, I am a, I'm a basketball shorts and tee guy. If you ever see me, I'm, I'm typically in basketball shorts and a t-shirt most yeah. of the time. And then in the fall, that just goes into a quarter zip or a hoodie and joggers. So <laughs> I love... I love the fall season because I love my hoodies. I love the joggers. It's just, it's a comfortable environment. And as I've said before, to me, the perfect day is 72 degrees and sunny. And in the fall, you can get 72 degrees and sunny consistently. That's the one thing I'd put in the bottle. I'm even cool with 68 degrees. In between 68 to 72 and sunny is perfect weather. You can wear pants and a shirt, hoodie and shorts, crew socks, ankle socks. You can do, you can do whatever. Your whole wardrobe is open. Similar to the beach, because we were at the beach not too long ago, and it was 100 plus degrees in the valley. And yeah. we go down to the beach, and probably we left out of there in the evening, and come about 7, 7.30, it was really cool outside. And I was like, see, this is why I would like to live next to the beach, because regardless of the season, you can still rock fall clothes year-round. Yeah, it cools off. Like when you're just in the valley, it's like you can't like, let the you walk outside with a hoodie. is when it's actually winter and you're by the ocean. That, see, yeah. I didn't think of it like that. That's That would be, a, I think, a bit much. But see, I would like that because then you could bundle it up. You would. I would have the heater on at all times, and you would not like that. No, I'm not a fan of, of manufactured heat, of artificial heat. I just, I don't like But you like, like artificial air. But yeah, that's true. But it, it's, it's just because heat is suffocating. Like with the air, there's no, when you put on the artificial air, it just brings a, a calmness so and coolness I to the body. I feel like the cold so air conditioning feels isolating right like oh i'm cold and by myself and like you know just there's something cold about feeling cold whereas heat i feel like i'm being wrapped in a blanket i can move about and i'm still comfortable like i feel comforted comforted by the heat See, heat makes me want to be isolated because now i'm <laughs> hot as hell it's like no don't touch me i'm i'm not comfortable so i i mean that's different strokes for different folks. i love that we're actually fire and ice basically legitimately yeah personalities will we'll yeah. say the same. Yeah. But it's going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Well, that's how you feel? No, not personality-wise. I just mean like, well, you can't change. This is not, I actually once told somebody 
<laughs> at Panera, I did something really awkward. <laughs> and then I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm working on my personality. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? But I, I say all this to say is I don't think your actual personality ever changes. No, your personality is going to change. Yeah. Temperaments have to change. Yeah. And I asked Joy to bring something up from this past weekend that she didn't want to discuss on the show. But in full yeah. transparency, we're going to discuss it on the show. As you guys know that I am, I'm a little anal and crazy at times. And Joy had to get a new passport. And yeah. because she had her name changed, she had to provide proof of the marriage certificate. And we keep our, our marriage certificate you know, neatly stored and put away. So we finally, get, Joy finally got her passport. They finally mailed us back the mail certificate. And Joy was like, excuse me, the, the marriage certificate. And Joy was like, oh, we need to put this away. And I was like, yeah, we do. And it was on our, our joint dresser. And then I was finally, we were in kind of in cleanup mood, trying to, to get things squared away before we left the house. And I'm looking, I said, oh, where's the marriage certificate to put away? And Joy had took her load of laundry and just threw it on top of the marriage certificate. So the marriage certificate got creased up, bent up, and I lost it. It was creased up and bent up before that, first of all. It no, truly it, was. It, yes, it, it was. Yeah. From when it was out here on that TV tray. I noticed that already. And who did that? It well, was probably me. Okay, so let's just say it was and, probably. And then, and then but it ha- wasn't from the clothes. And I'm not offering excuses because what <clears throat> happened when you said, the, oh, this marriage certificate's under your clothes? What, what happened? I, what did I immediately say? You apologized immediately. Immediately. Because yeah. I was like, oh, like that's pretty bad. I, should pro- I probably should not have done that. I apologize. Yeah. I'm very sorry. And I just, I was not accepting of the yeah, apology. Yeah, he proceeded to tell me how, I, I don't even he, we just, I said this we, is effing unacceptable. Yes, is what I said. Which why are you cursing at me? Like <laughs> why are you cursing at me? So, I, and then but you said more than that. He kept going because I remember because I was like you got to do better. It, no, it, it was a culmination of a. I, I don't. You didn't say you got to do better. Yes, I did. I, I just at remember this point, thinking, you probably tuned out. Well, because I remember thinking, is he still going? And I'm like, he's still talking to me crazy. And uh, you know, you have that moment where you're like, oh, this is really happening. Why would you talk to me like a crazy person? I I, I lost it. And, and the it, thing it, is, you know where, like, I was just like, I, I, you get mad. But then I was like, I'm actually just sad about this. I'm My feelings are hurt. So then I was like, I don't want to talk to you. Because then he asked me, what do you think I should wear? Uh, we're not on <laughs> speaking terms. We're, I, it's not even like I'm giving you the silent treatment. I just don't want to interact with you in this moment. Like, at all. Now, I'm going to go back to, to my reaction. Was it... A good reaction? No, it was a bad reaction, and I apologized for my reaction. My sentiment, I felt the same. But again, as I told Joy later in the evening, I said I could have communicated that message a thousand times better in probably a thousand different ways. And for me, it was a culmination of just the little things that frustrate me a lot when it comes to living in a joint space. And Joy has made leaps and bounds to improve upon just leaving things places. I mean, it is, it is remarkably better. But there's something about important documents, things that, and, and as I said to, when, I, when I explained it, is there's, it's hard for me to understand someone doing something that physically does not compute or process in my mind. Like, I don't understand how you can do something that you know is just so preposterous 
but it still happens. I think that's what would blows my mind with certain things. Is how did you do this? I mean, I put the clothes down. I, you know, either I didn't look or I could have seen it and been like, oh, I'm going to move this in two seconds. I, you know, there is no, and then it didn't get moved. I don't know. Maybe I was putting them down to do something else real fast. I, I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. And I have no idea. And that's what it was. I, was like, I just, so that, that reaction came from, from a place of having no ability inside of me to understand how someone can do something that makes no sense. Well, and I don't think I really need understanding. I, I think what I need is a better reaction, right? Like, I, when and I, I apologize for yeah, my reaction. I need you to work on how you react to, to me and the world around you. Because I, I do. I just feel like you're, it's so hostile. It's like you'll be like, cool, 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 cool. And then, ah! Like the little seismic meter. It's like, yeah. oh, fine, earthquake, yes. and we're back down. Yeah, because the other thing is you do recover quickly, too. Very quickly. Yeah. Once like I you, got it out, I was fine. You just need to get it out. Okay, but you need to find another way to get it out. Correct. Because you're just transferring energy. You're not destroying it. I need you to, not, even though energy can't be destroyed. But for the sake of this argument. <laughs> Ignore science for a second. I need you to destroy the energy, not just give it to me. Like, here, do with this what you want. No, I I respect that. But Joy did something that was pretty unique. So I asked her, what should I wear? And she was non-responsive, buried herself in the covers and was not talking to me. I was like, okay, well, we have to go somewhere. So I can't can't engage any longer. So I go and get in the shower. Before you got in the shower, I did... I oh, yeah, I left. Where did I go? I went somewhere. You went, like, I, I, to the bathroom. Yeah, I went out of the yeah. room to do something. But I come back in the room, and Joy took lipstick and wrote a giant heart <laughs> on our mirror with a sad face in the middle. And she did it on both of our closet sliding doors. Yeah. And I'm like, really, Joy? Like, yeah, this and then is... I put my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wrote my, my And I was like, just like, did my heart. I was like, really, babe? Like, is this is where we're at? Yeah. So I go and get the Windex and, yeah, and clean it up. It. So I get in the shower. Then I get out of the shower, and Joy proceeds to put those same two hearts back on our sliding mirror door. She then put it on the mirror that's on top of our joint dresser. She wrote three hearts with sad faces, wrote it on the bathroom mirror, wrote it on the bathroom sink, and then she wrote on a receipt and put it in the drawer (laughs) next to our keys. Because I wanted him to see it when he was leaving. And I was (laughs) like... And so at that point, I was just like, damn, like, is she really feeling some type of way about this? I had, when I tell you the emotion immediately left me 0.6 seconds after I got it out. And the fact that literally it was about an hour before we came back up for air. Right. And this is the thing. And I, because I know that it sounds very childish. My thinking was actually pretty, I was was trying to problem solve because I said, listen, when you talk to me a certain way, it's over for you. You're done. And then I'm left dealing with the feelings by myself. And I needed some physical manifestation of how I was feeling still. I needed evidence that my feelings were still hurt. I was still having to process this. And I felt like, you can't just erase this. You can't erase my feelings. <laughs> I wanted him. My, my thinking was I was going to leave those hearts there for as long as it took for me to recover from what he said. Maybe that'll be the new strategy. <laughs> that'll be it. And, <laughs> just sad hearts. and so I, I left them. I left the second wave of hearts until we were literally we about, about to, to leave. leave yeah and so i cleaned it up because i didn't want to come home to that i'd like to i like to display right i didn't want to come home to the negativity which was fair which was fair once we come back it's like, so now we're leaving something that happened 
and then we go out in the day and say it got soft throughout the day, we come back and now we're reminded of that negativity. So I didn't want to keep that right. in the house upon my return, which is the reason why I cleaned it the second time. Okay, but you see how you didn't want the negativity yes. in your household? <laughs> And you were like, let me not have this in my household. If you could only do that with how you deliver things. Yeah, well, I got exciting news. That's why I'm going to therapy, guys, <laughs> for, that, for that exact reason. I actually have my first session. Is that what they're called? Yeah. My first session this, this weekend, and this was much to, to Joy. She's been a fan of therapy for the longest of time. Love me and therapy. she's kind of pushed a lot of people towards it. And I, being a black man, was one of those people who were like, mm, therapy? Nah, I'm good. I can figure this out by myself. And then Joy essentially just sat down and said, like, you really need to go and talk to somebody and figure out yeah. why you have such a hostile reaction to everything. And it really is, like, to everything. Yeah. <laughs> that, and I, yeah, I'm going to say it is. I, my, my reaction when I don't agree with something or I don't like something is immediately a 10. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have that. The I don't have the buildup. Some people go from like, okay, yeah. from one to zero three to, to four to seven to eight. I don't have that. I go one, two, ten. So <laughs> she's like, you need to find a way to figure out a way to to, yeah. to create that scale. I'm like, okay, and why do you have such a a hostile reaction to everything? So I'm actually looking forward to it. And I told Joy yesterday, I was like, I just feel like there's some things I've wanted to say my entire life that I haven't been able to say. And I'm looking forward to saying them in a safe space. And then Joy countered and she was like, well, I think we you can say anything you can to me if you preface it in some way. And I just don't think we're ready to have that conversation. No, we absolutely yet. can. Here's the thing. I'm more resilient. Actually, when have you ever said something to me in a safe space? Never. Not when you're exactly. You're always, I will sit you down and have a, a heart to heart with you. Like, okay, we need to talk about this. We need to sort this out. This isn't for working for me. This is whatever. I always initiate those conversations, but you 100% could. Sit me down and say, well, we're going to have a serious discussion about this because I think that's what a relationship is. That's what marriage is. You can't, you can't just hold your feelings inside because someone else can't deal with them. Like That's not for you to decide. I, w- I agree with that. And the re- yeah. I think the reason why I haven't sat down is because I don't know how to communicate that in a calm fashion. Yeah. Because I feel like if we sit down and say, and, and it's not just you. If this was with colleagues, with other friends, if I really sat down and said, this is all the shit that bothers me i just don't know if it's going to come off in a very positive way that people are going to receive and so if you say this say this information and it's not received appropriately from the other end then you've created an even bigger problem so instead of creating running the risk of creating a bigger problem i have decided to internalize things yeah and that's not going to work for anybody like you create a bigger problem from oh, and that. and i'm i'm not yeah. saying that so if it's been had 28 years of internalization is going to come to a head this weekend i think i have five sessions scheduled yeah. with this particular therapist i'll let you guys know it is i i'm a little nervous but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't say I'm excited. Joy asked me, are you excited to go? I said, excitement is not the emotion yeah. that I have. I would say there, depending on how it goes, I may get a sense of relief of being able to say, yeah, this is really what I want to say. Like, I, I don't think I've ever in life, if I'm being 100% honest, because I don't, I don't have a journal, I don't have a diary, so I don't really write things down that I feel. So this may be the first time ever in life where I can just sit there and be like, yo, can I just be 100% honest with you and 100% unfiltered and say this is all the shit that bothers me? And then hopefully 
the therapist will come back and be like, yo, you have some issues that you need to work through. <laughs> or you can be like, I feel you. Like, okay, now let's dive deeper into X, Y, and Z. Therapists are, you know, they're kind of, they'll listen to you. And then they'll offer you, they don't just straight up offer you a solution. You have to let them know that you are looking to solve this problem. They don't, they don't just offer up information. They do prep you, right? Like they'll ask you, they'll put you in a certain direction, a certain train of thought so that you can get to where, what destination you're trying to get to. Cause it could be, you're just trying to figure out why you have these reactions and things. Maybe you don't want to fix it. Maybe you just want to know why. So you can articulate it. <laughs> You know? Very no. true. <laughs> no, baby, you got to fix it. You got to fix it. <laughs> well, I want to know I, both. I, gotta, yes, I do want to know yes, why. Yes, yeah. But that's going to take, it's going to take time. I'm actually curious to see because I think after your session, you're going to be like, that was too short. I remember your first session, you don't How long realize, are they, an hour? They're like 50 minutes, 50 okay. minutes. Yeah, so you go in thinking you're going to talk about one thing and you somehow end up on like this one time when you were five like, and then you start to dissect that then it's like well our time's up for this week you're like but we were just like shit i was just getting started yeah 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 but also your first session is more of a get to know you yeah it's like your overall issues and then you kind of hone in on on specific things as you go so. yeah so that that's my that's that's my update my, my are you gonna my, tell my her about the uh, Talk about what the sad faces. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> we're gonna. I mean, we'll see the direction in, in which yeah. you know, we go. I think I'm gonna just you be real honest and like, okay, here are some things that I want to want to talk about. And I was like, these are all the things that piss me off, yeah. and I I do have a natural reaction to just like ugh towards almost everything. Yeah, and I don't know why you know, that is, and I've I think I've expressed it at some time or at some point. I think when I my convictions are strong, and yeah. when I know that I'm right and people try to counter that, it's just not, it's not, Yeah, but you I do. don't have a rationale to, I, I don't have a lane that can accept this incorrect information. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way or an egotistical way because I am the first one who, who's, who's, when I'm wrong or when someone suggests something a better way, I am the first to admit, I agree, that was incorrect. I like this idea. And those who work with me who are close with me know that. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong or if someone else is right. Yeah. But when I know I'm right and you're shooting bullshit my way, I don't know how to engage in that, in, in that dialogue. Yeah. And so my, my body just heats up because it's, it's nonsense. When, <laughs> I'm in, when, I'm in, when I'm in business meetings and I'm just hearing nonsense, I, I can't, my, yeah, my body literally I understand because I used to feel like, well, I'm right. But I also think that Yes, you can be right, but you have to leave room for others to be themselves, to express themselves, to move about the world in the way they move about the world. Even though your way is right for you, it's not right for everyone. Yes, one plus one will always equal two. Like, that's those <laughs> I are I was going to say, there is. Yes, but like if somebody goes about executing a task a certain way, and you're like, this is the right way to do it. It is easier. It's more efficient, blah, blah, blah. But they maybe they prefer to take the scenic route, and that's not wrong. So you just have to, you know, you got to leave room for people to do things their way. And that and, is And that's not where something. being an A-type personality gets in your way. Right. Because you're like, this is it. Here's the way, right. and we walk it. <laughs> right. And that's why I'm not very spontaneous. Right. Because it's just like, hey, this is, this is what we do, yeah. and this is you know, how, how it gets done. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to unpack all of that. I'm, I'm interested. I've, I was very, like I said, I was very resistant 
for a while, but now that I'm a few days away from having my first visit with her, I'm, I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Yeah. And I'm also interested to hear if there are any men out there listening who have had experiences with therapy, write in, let us know how your time went, how, how you enjoyed it, what your finish, final thoughts were, if they helped you through a problem, if you recommend it for, well, not just other men, but everyone, really. I'd, I'd be curious to to talk to our male counterpart. Yeah, so you guys you guys get an update, okay. whether that's at next week's episode <laughs> or the episode after that, if I need more time, just like, okay, how to did digest, this go? Yeah. yeah. And then maybe I, maybe I need a second session to get more out of it so then I can come explain to you and say, this right. is what I learned. Right. But again, full transparency. I, I, I love being transparent. I think it's one of the the most amazing things that that we can do as people is to just put your your issues out there, and I won't even say your issues, but your flaws. You know, we are all human, and we're because so we're flawed, all human, yeah. that we have flaws. Yeah. But we try to masquerade our flaws in different ways, and I, I can't tell you how many people say, "Oh my gosh, you know, Justin and Joy, you guys are just so perfect." And I'm like, no, "This is not. It's not. There's I nothing think perfect about it." Anyone who listens to our show would False. be like, "Imperfect." False. There's a lot of people who say, "Like, oh, you guys are just so perfect." I'm like, well, "Perfect? What? I think perfectly maybe... imperfectly crazy? Yeah. Is that what? Is that what your level of perfection is? Right? Because there's not. Because when you have two people who are completely different trying to work as one, there is going yeah. to be problems. There's imperfections It'll built into that equation. Be, yeah. And that's why, though, I am passionate about being transparent about marriage because I do feel like a lot of people will feel like they're alone or not even just marriage relationships or what they're... I want people to know what they're going through isn't abnormal. And you can still have a successful relationship even if there are issues that you can work through. (laughs) On a lighter note... (laughs) We went to a concert last night. We saw Miss Solange Knowles. She killed it. I She's mean, a very, very good performer. She performed at, yeah. the, at the Hollywood Bowl. And I had, I was never, I won't say a fan of Solange. I'm not a fan of a, of a lot of things. But I, I never, no, I, no, the reason why I say. Justin, you are an 80-year-old man. No. This is hilarious. No, Keep it's, going. Yeah. No, it's not that. I, I don't like the word fan. When I think of fans, I'm, I'm just not fan of fans. Yeah. Fans are just, it's too much. Uh, I, I, respect, I respect the craft or I enjoy it, but to say I'm a fan of, I'm, I'm just not a fan of many things because I don't, I don't like what fans are. Who fans represent? I'm I'm just not a a big believer. You're not in a it. crazed fan, but it's okay to say you know I'm a fan of this. Yeah, I appreciate work. her work. Yeah. So, I, so when she released, it's it, more of a fan of the work than a fan of a person. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah very that true. Makes, that yeah, makes I'm a, more a sense fan of the the body of work. Yes. And I really enjoyed the seat of the table album. But aside from that, I never really followed Solange's career. And we go to this concert. I was like, man, she really sold out the Hollywood Bowl. And I've had conversations with friends that say she has a really strong following. Mm-hmm. And her performance last night, I was just like, damn. Yeah. Solange is talented as shit. Yeah. Like super talented. I mean, great, great dancing, choreography. Her production's on point. She has like a full orchestra. Right. She danced the entire show. I right. just want to know, like, Tina knows. Have you produced Beyonce? And Solange. Yeah, like you I'm are just out here gonna refer to her winning. as like golden uterus at this point. Like, like, yeah, how do you do that? I have no idea. Like I understand like if you wake up and you're Tina, like mm, this is what I do. And Tina passed by us. 
So we're, uh, we were sitting there and some man's walking with a flashlight leading this lady. And I'm mad. I'm like, who is this woman interrupting the show? And I was like, oh, it's Tina. Hi, Tina. <laughs> You're allowed. It's your baby show. You know, do what you got to do. But yeah, she, she passed right on by us heading to her seat. But yeah, she must be so proud. Oh, you have to be. So I, proud. I mean, you have two very successful daughters who are yeah. killing it in a very right. tough industry. Right. I mean, fame aside, they're just genuinely talented and still and working within their industry. And, and what I like, too, is, is Solange and Beyonce are so different. Yeah. They, their spirit, their, their music. How, we've been to a, a Beyonce concert, and now we went to a Solange concert. Not even comparable. And not even in a negative no, way, but just the vibe that everything is so yeah. different and how they perform and the music that they create. And it, it just gave me a greater respect for Solange because someone had had shouted in the stands and I was annoyed as hell. I was like, oh, yes, Beyonce's sister. I was like, oh, no. no. Did you hear that, that person say that? No. I was like, please, can, can you escort them out of, out of the arena? I was going to say, I feel like the only reason why it's tempting to compare them is because they're sisters. But other than that, there is nothing to even... And they actually do look a lot alike. <laughs> they do look alike. I was like, dang, you really do just look like... Never, And I never thought that either. And yeah. I was like, okay, so you guys are definitely But sisters. you know why? Because I think they were... She was in stage makeup. Ah. Uh. So they just were really favoring each other. But beyond looking alike, there's... They are two separate people and two different performers. There very, is very nothing different. I highly recommend Beyonce's show, and I highly recommend Solange's show. Yeah, it was it was good, and her yeah. opening acts were oh, super dope. I hadn't heard of any gosh. of the artists None before of the show. Yeah, I was like, oh, so all of y'all are talented as hell. Yes, Blood Orange had never heard of him, and so I know some of you guys are listening. Like, how, how have you never heard? I'm, I'm sorry. He is very reminiscent of um, Prince, Prince, but I didn't has feel that listening to his album and seeing him live were two very different very experiences. Different. But he the he came out he, first. He's on the keys. Then he's singing, and then he's dancing, and then he grabs the guitar and is playing the shit out of that. And I was like, damn, yeah. what can this brother not and do? And he was getting it. Like, he wasn't just Killing like, oh, I'm going to dance a little bit. Like, he was like Michael Jackson moves. Yeah, he was out here getting it. Yeah. So he gave, he definitely was was very, he resembled Prince. There was another artist, I believe, Kalayla. Yeah. She was super dope. I This group, King. Her. Yeah. Uh, Moses. Uh, what was Moses? Uh, I can't remember Moses' oh, last name. King. Starts with an S. Moses' son. Oh, Sumi. Moses, I'm I'm blanking on your name, Moses. I apologize. But another really, really good artist. And I'm like, man, why have I never heard of any of these artists on b- before this show? So it was. Just, it had a, just a nice neo. So you guys know I'm an R and B nut. Right. I, it's my. It doesn't matter the the mood. Moses Sumney. That was his yeah. name. Moses Sumney. But again. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm an R&B cat, and to me, there's never a bad time to listen to neo-soul R&B. It just makes my spirit calm. Yeah, you're instantly So the fact chill. that I was introduced to four new artists in that world, yeah. bless up. I thoroughly enjoyed the chill environment. And another event that we attended this weekend, I need to speak about this. It's called Beans and Bars. It is alcohol-infused coffee. Fire. Which is a, a, an And I'm not a coffee cousin. drinker. No, I'm not either. You dr- I, when I'm really not a coffee drinker. I'll have drinker. it every once in a while if we have a breakfast. Caffeine and I aren't the best of friends because sometimes I feel like too hyped off of coffee and the crash is hard for me. <laughs> but it's 
I mean, a brilliant concept and it's black owned. So I just want to give her a shout out. So if you're looking for something cool and different and awesome <laughs> to add to your event, I highly recommend Beans and Bars. Yeah, I was a little tripped out when we first went to the event. I was like, okay, I'm not really a big coffee drinker. Yeah. And I was like, alcohol infused coffee. I mean, you think of your know, Bailey's and cream. That's the you know, yeah, standard coffee like infused alcohol. I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And she hosted the event at this farm in Compton <laughs> owned by a white lady. Can we just talk about the oxymorons and it all of that? But very I, interesting. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to go any further than that. Right. But the, the venue was, it was, a, it was a cool little space. And she, brought, she brings out the, the different drinks. And I was like, damn, this is really, really good. There was two drinks in particular that I liked. And then she did another one. We missed one. Yeah. And that one had dairy what in it. So like we that? wouldn't have, Joy wouldn't have drank it at least right. anyway. And then we, we had the, the two. One was Cypress infused Hill. with, yeah, one was called Cypress Hill. And, and the other Drake. one was called Drizzy Drake. And one, I think, was tequila infused. Another one was infused and and another alcohol. I can't remember. And you guys are like, why are you telling me all this? (laughs) I was just basically saying all this to say that it was really damn delicious. And for, I think it would be a unique add to an event. When you go to events, like, okay, standard alcohol, go get your drinks. But it's like to have a little coffee, but you're drunk. It's a weird drunk. I will say that. Because I'm sitting here, I was like, am I? You're like hyped and just like an upper and a down. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how my heart is supposed to react (laughs) while drinking this. But it, it 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 was nice it, to me. It, it seemed a, a, a lot more grown and, and sexy than just a standard open bar. Yes, yeah. There was something sophisticated about it. Exactly. That's yeah. No, it, it was unique. It was a very unique situation. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I thoroughly enjoyed trying this new take on coffee and alcohol. Now I was hoping to get through this show without talking about any nonsense. But unfortunately, I couldn't do it because it was on my mind all morning at the gym. And they have TVs above the workout area and all the news outlets are talking about it. And you know I got to talk about, about 45. And I, I try. You know, I don't want to talk about 45 every other month on this show. I don't. But again, there's just a responsibility that, that we have to, to bring about current social issues and topics that everyone else is talking about. It'd be foolish of us to be like, oh, let's just go about our day and go about our show without addressing the realities of the life that we live. Can we talk for a second, before we get into the NFL, can we talk about how 45 was allowed to say at a rally, sons of bitches. Can we talk about, (laughs) can we really talk about that? Like before we get into your stance on, on, on boycotting the NFL, your stance on kneeling during the national anthem, before we even get there, can we talk about how your president, 45, was at a rally and referred to athletes who protest the national anthems as sons of bitches? Yeah. Now, can you imagine what would have happened if Barack Obama or any president before Barack Obama said, sons of bitches, referring to any class of people in a public rally. All hell would broke loose. Fox News and conservative outlets lost their damn mind when he came to the press conference in a tan suit. In a tan suit, the world lost their mind. Now we have a person who has assumed the highest role in the land. Going out here and saying... Sons of bitches, and nobody blinked. 
Do you understand where we're at? I don't think no one blinked. No, nobody blinked. No one was like, mm, this is not presidential language. This is not the way well, we should do things. Like, it's, it blows my mind. No one, uh, no one expects this man to be presidential. Nobody does. But the- <sighs> I understand that. I, I, there's no expectation there. It is, it is left. It, it was never there to begin with. I think that's why it was so devastating when he won. Because it was like, we just have a clown in office for the next four years. And there's, millions of there's people. No tens president. of millions. There's no president. Hundreds of millions of people. Like, yeah. yeah, this is cool. Yeah. We talk about this dignity that we need to have as Americans and this respect and this honor and this pride. And we talk about all this honor, pride, and respect when it comes to the national anthem and the flag, but we have no honor, respect, and pride when it comes to assuming the highest position in the world. Right. What? Really? 45? Really? Can we... Can you guys... I I need some help. I really need some help from, from those of you who are not... Who, who just think differently than me because in, in this one, I really need some explanation. And I know Oprah was on 60 Minutes and she did a, a round table with individuals who have different beliefs politically. And I didn't get a chance to watch the interview, but I saw some, some clips on Twitter. So I want to watch it th- this week and hear what some of the answers that are being said. But I'm just so confused as how you can watch this man on a day-to-day basis and be like, yes, I am proud he is our president. I think how you can be proud if his actions don't knowingly, right, knowingly directly affect you. So if you're, even if you're white and poor, they're affecting you, but you can't see it, right? You're over here like, yeah, he's getting rid of Obamacare. And you're like, hey, that's actually your health care. You will be screwed without it. Yeah. They don't know. Like, they're just... But they do know. But that's what... But see, this is, but, this is the and thing. Then, well, because he's saying there's going to be Trump care. And yeah. No, it's not even that they don't know. It's the fact that it's the undoing of a black man's legacy. Right. That they're fine with, oh, I'm going to suffer from this. I don't care. White America! Yeah. That That's what it is. Right. It, it's not a oh I'm I'm gonna look and I'm going to be the one that right. that is a victim of these changes. It's just that I'm so blinded yeah. and I, I believe all the bullshit that is spewing from his mouth that I don't care what he says. Yeah. Like we have a serious issue with North Korea going on right now. We have catastrophic damage to Florida, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. the, the 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 flooding in Houston, mm-hmm. hurricanes keep popping up. We have we have legitimate issues. He goes and delivers the craziest speech at the UN. He did say we were going to help. Who did he say we were going to help? Was it Puerto Rico? He said yeah, but but I'm I'm just saying yeah. is that with all of these world issues that that we have, is the time that that you take to call out athletes demonstrating against the the national anthem blows my mind. It's like oh Steph Curry and the Warriors, you're not invited to the White House. Nobody wanted to come to your White House, big dog. So yeah. your invitation, rescinding your invitation means absolutely nothing. Right. And, and there's been a few people online who've also said is that he's, and, and I agree. It's the equivalent of when somebody goes, you're fired. And you go, well, I quit. Like, yeah, it's too it late. does It you're doesn't matter. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, is he's had a stronger condemnation of athletes protesting or, or boycotting, I should say protesting, the national anthem than the responses of neo-Nazis in Charlottesville. And that's right. where we have to, at, at some point, 
American citizens, whether you agree with me or not, you have to wake up and understand, okay, we have a nut job, an idiot who is running this country. And even though you may not be directly affected by what he's saying, can you see the divisiveness that he's created? Whether or not you're not, if you're not affected by his policy, if you have a privilege to not worry about anything that he says, cool, that's fine. But you, if you have two eyes, if you have a beating heart and you have two ears and you interact with humans on a daily basis, you can see the polarization, the divisiveness that this man has created. And if you know that he is the single person responsible for this divisiveness, at some point you have to concede and understand that we have a true problem on our hands. And the fact that it has not clicked in the social conscience of everyone, I just don't understand. I, I don't think I think the problem is it's not I don't think that he's, you know, the cause of the divisiveness. I just think that he has we've I won't say we've somehow allowed because I'm again not very confused about the situation. I, <laughs> I know what happened, uh, but there he has become a figurehead for white supremacy and not blatant white supremacy. I think white supremacy, as we've seen it, right, as we've been saying for years, like, hey, this exists. This is a problem. Hey. Shit's going to hit the fan. We've been saying this for years, right? And it's like, no, no, no. So I think that what we're dealing with is he won't condemn white supremacy, which is, you know, accepting it. He supports the ideals, right? But not outright, but he he's just kind of subtly supporting them, right? Because it's not like people are kneeling for the national anthem because they're saying, oh, you know... I don't respect the flag, and that's just it. Like, there, no other reason. America's great. I just want to cause controversy. Like, that's not what's happening, right? Like, people are feeling to support equality, and that is something that's needed. So for him to say that people are, you know, crazy for, for kneeling while ignoring everyone else's plea for equality is insane. And that's... Because he's the president. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the, the, the crux of it all, is you have individuals who are truly upset and offended by these athletes who are yeah. protesting the national anthem. But their protest is bringing a national conversation. And there have been many athletes who've come out, and even athletes who have served, who, are, who served in the military, and who are family members from those who've served in the military and saying, my protest is that this is not me disrespecting the flag. Right. This is me demanding our country to give the constitutional rights in which we put out there for everybody to be treated equal and have the opportunity and, the, and, and to succeed and have, and have the equal freedoms to, to live a, an enjoyable life that's no different than anybody else. Right. And the fact that we take so much offense towards individuals kneeling during the national anthem, but we don't take offense to slavery. We don't take offense to Jim Crow. We don't take offense to segregation. We don't take a, a, offense to mass incarceration. We don't take offense to the poor resources or the lack of resources yeah. in, in urban neighborhoods. We don't take offense to the war on drugs. Mm -hmm. We don't take offense to videos of unarmed black men being shot and killed at the hands of police. We don't take any offense to that. But if we will take great <laughs> offense, unbelievable <laughs> offense, to someone taking a knee 
towards the national anthem. Right. Holler, holler at me. No, really, really, holler at me. Understand what I just said. All of these things we take no offense to. Oh, it's history. Get over it. Oh, it doesn't affect me. It's fine. But as soon as someone takes a knee to the flag, you are up in arms. Do you understand how irrational that is? Do you I, understand I how wrong? I actually hear him saying, it's history. Get over it. Like, that's actually do, something do, he would do say. Do you hear? It's not even him. This is, I'm talking to everybody. I know. But this, do, you, do you understand that your way of thinking is wrong? It's wrong. There's no, there, there's no way to come back and, and say you don't. And, and if you now, if you say this, I, I don't. I actually, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. But I understand what they're doing. And if this protest is causing a national conversation, okay, great. But to take offense, what are you offended by? Yeah. I, I that's what I want to know. What are you offended by? Yeah. Because I'm offended by you not caring on all the inequalities that has gone on for hundreds of years in this country. Right. That's what I'm offended by. Tell me what you're offended by. Right. I'll wait. Real talk. And, and, and so this is you know, where, where, where we have to come to a point as a, as a society, like, yo, something's, something's got to change. And J. Cole put out a powerful tweet was saying, yes, I love those who are taking the knee, but the real boycott comes from those who stop supporting the NFL. And it, sports makes the world go round. We know it. It unifies. It doesn't matter your belief system. It doesn't matter your race, yeah, your socioeconomic. Bond. You bond over sports. And that's the beauty of growing up as an athlete and being on teams. It didn't matter. You always achieve, you went after an achieved goal. And that's what you have with with sports. It just brings people, it unifies it. Look at the Olympics. It happens all the time. There's a unity that's surrounded by sports. So if you can take the social fabric of the country and say, we are not going to support this because it is not reflective of the world in which we live, I think you would see mass change. And the fact that two teams, I believe it was the Bills and the Seahawks, stayed in the locker room for the national anthem. Didn't come out. There's a great overhead shot on Twitter. Both teams stayed in the locker room during the national anthem. The Steelers also stayed in the locker room in the national, for the national anthem. And one of their players who served in the armed forces stood at the tunnel at attention with his hand over his heart, but still was with his teammates and not going out on the field. Yes, and this is, so this is where we're at. I, I, so I, I, I love it. The first MLB player took a knee. And, and you have people that are making the changes. And, and to all those who say, you know, athletes, you need to stick to sports, that that's like telling you need to stick to your job. And say, hey, you know what? Stick to accounting. You don't have a role in stick, society. Stick to yeah. being a lawyer. No, yeah. I'm not. This is my job. This right. is you know me as my job. I'm not going to stick to just being who I am as a job. I am still a citizen of this country, and you better believe if I have a platform that I'm going to voice and use that platform to bring about any awareness that I can. And as we continue to grow this podcast, as we continue to grow our platform, you better believe that I'm going to continue to talk about it. And that's why, I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent and saying a whole hell of a lot, but that's another reason why I respect Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals has been very outspoken and does not care at all who you are. We'll come for your life. We'll go on a on a on an Instagram story rant and just serve up all the tea with no regard. She's like, I don't care what my sponsor says. I'm sure some of her PR reps have probably been like, mm, maybe not. She's like, no, this is real. This is my platform, and I'm going to voice the frustrations. So right. shout out to all of those who have a platform who are willing to talk about these changes. And for all of you guys who are getting offended by this shit, go look and get offended by the real problems, mm-hmm. not this manufactured bullshit that you're getting upset about. Please. Yeah. Rant over. See, baby, these are the things that you need to get fired up about. This is where you put your fired up energy, right? I like that. 
I know. I like maybe, maybe I need to get into politics. That's that's yeah. People have said that for that's the last where you ten plus years. Yeah, but I, the thing is, is that you have to be political to go into politics, and I'm not very political. Do you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> was shit. Do you? Just, look, there you go. So this, this may be a look. A new leaf has been turned. That is very uh, yeah. true. So may, maybe you we'll do see. whatever the hell you want to do now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Look, yeah. If, if, if 45 has proved anything, it's that anything can happen. Shit, anything. Yes. Anything. 44 yes. and 45 have yes. both proven that anything right. can happen. And the one in the, if, world, in the best, best way and one in the, in the worst, worst way. way. So if you could even be in the middle of that, you could. We going to be all right. Yes. Jeez. Well, guys, thank you guys so much again for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and share with your friends. And if you have not yet written a review for us on iTunes, make sure you guys go over there and get that done. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. Head over to our website, lovejays.com. You will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.